Welcome to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. We are women helping women to read their Bibles in the Dayton region and beyond. In order to equip our sisters to dig into Scripture, we have started an initiative called At Home in the Word. This podcast series is one of multiple resources created by our team to help you increase your confidence in your own personal study of God's Word. On this season of the podcast, we will be focusing on the overall meta-narrative of Scripture and the specific genres of Scripture. So grab your Bible and a notebook and listen in. Ladies, we invite you to join us Thursday, March 22nd at Keystone Church, 1600 Brownlee Drive in Kettering for our next teaching collective. For more info, please visit DaytonWomenInTheWord.com. Ladies, welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. I am sitting here with my friend, Heidi. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Jillian. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. This is the first episode I have recorded of this season, but it won't be the first episode you listeners hear. Um, And we're talking all about the law today in scripture. So Heidi, I'm just curious. We sent you a whole list of uh, you know, genres. We sent you the, you know, timeline ones you could have picked from. What sparked in your heart to say, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna get that one." I think the past couple summer studies with Dayton Women in the Word, mm-hmm. we've been so steeped in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and it's really what my appetite to understand and study part of the law and Leviticus, and then also reading through scripture through the 365 reading plan Mm -hmm. has, um, you know, we start in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And so um, with a really big excitement to jump into the Bible, that's where you start. (laughs) And so, um, you know, it's fresh in my mind. And Mm -hmm. so I thought, you know what, I can... I could talk about law. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I'm I'm so glad, and I was curious to know that because it might not have been everyone's choice. So uh, you know, it's always exciting to see how the Holy Spirit leads you to that decision. But before we go any further, Heidi, would you just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, you know your relationship with Dayton and what God has you up to in this season of your life? Sure. I came to Dayton when I was 10 years old, and I love Dayton so much. I get so excited when someone new comes to town so I can show them the city that I love. Mm -hmm. I went to college at University of Dayton for both my degrees, so I've stayed pretty close. Awesome. And um, right now, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have a two-year-old and then one on the way Mm -hmm. in March, so um, my God-given role right now is to be a mom at home. A disciple maker. That's right. Yes. (laughs) Yes, awesome. That's so great. And I um, also went to UD, and it's fun to hear kind of hear about the other alumni that are amongst us, <laughs> but for my um, grad school. So what did you study while you were there? Middle childhood education for okay. my undergrad degree, and then educational leadership for my master's. Okay, so we are going to get some um, teaching education from you today. <laughs> in a little bit different area, but that's cool to hear that uh, teaching background that you have. So uh, 
let's get to the law. What literary style we're covering today is called law. And um, would you just describe it for us? How um, how would you tell someone kind of what a definition of the law would be? The law is traditionally the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, which was written by Moses. And so we also hear it referred to as the Mosaic. Okay. So it could be like if... I had books of the Bible, it would be like the Jillian Law or the yeah. Heidi Law, but this is, these are from Moses, so it's yes. the Mosaic Law. So the, those are the five books, and, and why would someone want to come to Scripture to study the Mosaic Law? Well, we understand our need for restoration and redemption because the law shows us how we fall short. Hmm. No matter how much we try mm-hmm. to keep all those laws, and the Israelites did mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, they fell short every time. Mm-hmm. And um, there's about, according to Jewish culture, there's about 600 plus laws that they had to keep. And, you know, it's hard to remember every single one of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you give an example of maybe one of the laws that they would have to keep or... Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Give, give, give us a rundown. And they have civil laws. They have ceremonial laws. Um, they've got laws about marriage. They've got moral laws. Mm. They, One of them that's my favorite is the you can't wear clothing made of two types of thread. Or, or material. Oh, no. You know, as we sit here with our stretchy modernity bands right, on exactly. Jillian, oh, no. it's made of multiple <laughs> threads. And here, you know, are we yeah. sinning? No. no. Right. But, um, but back then, it was a representation mm. of um, the difference between them and the high priest, because the high priest was the only one allowed to mm. have material that had two types of thread in it. So mm. it shows the separation mm. of purity for Israel and God. Hmm. Oh, I never knew that. See, I'm already learning from you today. <laughs> so, you know, 600 laws, I, in my head, you know, I'm sure you pro- we'll probably get to this later, but I'm already skipping there. Like, why don't we know more about those laws or why aren't we trying to mm-hmm. keep them today if they're in the Bible and um, we are to read them? Why, why don't we kind of follow those specifics today? A lot of people will say, you know, that's the old covenant, right? Mm -hmm. And we are under the new covenant of Jesus Christ who Mm -hmm. sacrificed himself on the cross for our sins. And by his shed of blood, we are now under this grace Mm -hmm. that he has provided. So we don't have to atone for all of our sins through burnt and peace offerings and sacrifices. So we... A lot of people will say, well, it's not relevant anymore, so why do we even Mm -hmm. need to read it? Mm -hmm. Well, it's relevant because it shows how much we fall short of Mm -hmm. God's grace and that we need Him. Mm -hmm. And so it actually helps point us to Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and, um, I mean, continually points us to the Jesus being the fulfillment of those old laws. Hmm. Yeah, there's a... uh, quote from Christ that he talks about this. He says, I didn't not come to abolish the law, but uh, to fulfill To fulfill the it. Law. Yeah, it's in Matthew. Okay. So we'll put that in our show notes, but I, I think that's important to hear because Jesus didn't sort of write right off. He said, I came right. to fulfill, and he lived this perfect life that followed that law. Mm-hmm. And- like when he was born, you know, we just had 
the holiday season, Christmas mm-hmm. and Advent, when Jesus was born, his parents took him to be circumcised. That mm-hmm. was following the Jewish law. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary gave uh, the sacrifice mm-hmm. for the giving birth, which we'll see back in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. That was a requirement of the law. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jesus definitely followed. Mm-hmm. He didn't come as a, as a rule breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it kind of showcases an attribute of God, which is righteousness, mm-hmm. that he is righteous and holy and, and perfect. And, and that causes us to worship him and also recognize what a gift it was that he came to not only die for us, but also to live that perfect life and to display that so that we could see that he was worthy, you know, to really take on... Um, the wrath of God to be a perfect sacrifice. Like, you know, when uh, they would pick out the sacrifices in the Old Testament, they looked for spotless, pure animals so that um, it could be a pure sacrifice. And and Christ is that pure sacrifice um, for us. But here I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm triggering something Heidi's thinking about. I can tell. Well, just the reference of the verse you were were thinking of. Yeah. 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 So coming back here, um, where do we see this style being used in scripture? And how is it used in the grand story in the meta narrative? We see it largely in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Most people are familiar with Exodus 20, which are the Ten Commandments hmm. that were given to Moses. So so that's usually where people think to go for understanding the law, because um, in the New Testament, it's referred to a lot. You know, Jesus will say, it is written. Hmm. That's him referring back to those laws, hmm. the, that Mosaic law. So traditionally, those are the, the areas of the scripture that you'll find mm-hmm. some of those nuanced laws of, yes. you know, don't wear clothes yeah. that have more than one thread. or Yeah, and most people would say, well, isn't it good that we follow the Ten Commandments? So is there any, is there, you know, you bringing up that has me triggering, is there any laws that we're still following even though we don't have to, if that makes sense anymore, because Christ did come? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of those laws were cultural, hmm. and so it's a challenge for us now because our culture is so different, yeah. and we have a 2019 perspective on <laughs> on these. I'm still thinking 2018 <laughs> in my head. Thanks for clarifying. Happy that. New Year! Yes, yes, yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, it's it's hard. So you have to do some digging mm-hmm. to see culturally. And historically, what's going on to understand the relevance? Mm-hmm. So some of them, yeah, they don't quite apply to us today, yeah. um, like making the the burnt offerings anymore right. because Jesus was our our offering. But a lot of the Ten Commandments we still follow because um, we get to, mm-hmm. and a lot of the epistles point to the fact that um, we don't do it because it's our faith isn't through works. We hmm. we don't keep the law in order to win God's favor that's right or his love but we keep we we follow the law because we get to out of our love for Christ mm-hmm. and it is a way to help us 
reach sanctification. Mm-hmm. So um, one of our goals as Christians is to be more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get into the, the term sanctification. Mm-hmm. And um, one way to do that is by trying to um, you know, don't murder people. <laughs> yeah, to walk as he walked, exactly as, as John would put it. Um, yeah. uh, in to First live in John. love, right? To live in love, and and Jesus told people, mm-hmm. the Pharisees, the Sadducees, when he would be asked that the greatest commandment is love, mm-hmm. to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the difference between. Um, the spirit of the law and the letter of the law. Yes. So the spirit of the law, for instance, um, I flipped to Leviticus because there is, I was just going to try to find an example. Um, you know, there here in Leviticus 19, we have to see love your neighbor as yourself. So Leviticus 19.9 says, when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge, neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest, and you shall not strip your vineyard bare, neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. So a lot of us today, we don't have uh, a vineyard, <laughs> right? But we, what we do have, we do have what God has given us, and we do have still the character of God is for us to love. So we would, we need to continue to love our neighbor as ourselves in whatever vineyard God has given us. So what that might mean in your daily life might change depending on what. <laughs> what a vineyard looks like for you. So um, are we going to use up our entire paycheck on ourselves? No. We are going to look out for the people who are poor and so- sojourners among us, and we are going to um, provide for them in some way, shape, or form that is still the spirit of of God. And so we are going to follow that spirit that he's given us inside of us to um, love our neighbor as ourself in our culture mm-hmm. here and now today. So, um, so we're still following the God uh, the perfectly just God who created that law and trying to um, interpret the law now is kind of saying, what what does this teach me about God? Mm-hmm. And that is still, that, that is, is true then and it is true today. And how can I follow mm-hmm. that? Yeah, in James 2, 8 through 10, he talks about exactly what you just said. If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. You're doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has Hmm. become guilty of all of it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that points to really the problem of the Pharisees Hmm. who we we can so easily slip into this trap, you guys, where – we are trying to follow every single mm-hmm. law. It's legalism. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's what we call legalism. And we get puffed up with pride and don't see how we sin all the time. And and actually in First John it says, if we say we have no sin, we're a liar. Um, and... You know, we admit that we are sinners and we admit our need of Christ and he changes us to be like himself. Um, but James really calls us out on that with that passage that you wrote. Like, we're, that's, 
even if we followed every single one but one, you know, we would be guilty as. But only Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Could could do that. Only Jesus could fulfill the law. He was the only one blameless and sinless. Mm. And so he is the perfect sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Amen. That just brings so much awe in my heart for him um, this morning. So our, our next question is, what are some nuances or purposes of the literary style of of the law? And give some examples of that for us today. We- you touch on it a little bit that it shows God's character. Mm. It shows his his righteousness, mm. his his perfectness mm-hmm. and how much we fall short of that mm-hmm. and that we need help to be able to meet those those standards. Mm. Um, because again the goal is is to be like Christ. And so as as believers today in 2019. Yes. So um, the law is helping us realize the need mm. for salvation and the need for it for Jesus's help. And through mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, um, we can hear from him and um, move towards that sanctification process. Yeah, I think we would really miss out if we started in the New Testament and we didn't realize, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I do think if you're a new believer and you're running to know about Jesus, yeah, go to the gospel. Yeah, John right? is usually the one that people yeah. say to start with. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think, you know, do some more investigation after you're done with that because the character of Christ in John or in the rest of the Gospels will become so much richer to you if you know what's at stake. Yeah. And he refers so much to those Old Testament yes. scriptures that it'll make sense. It'll it'll bring that New Testament into a new context, make it more alive. Yeah, absolutely. No longer can we just divide up scripture, really. I mean, we we do these different genres so we can understand more, but it really points us to the rest of scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, what do you think are some challenges when studying scripture, particularly in the law? I think just having that lens of 2019 mm-hmm. and not understanding Jewish culture or mm-hmm. historical context, it makes it hard because then you're asking like, why? Yeah. Why is this a law? This doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And so um, just trying to dig a little deeper. So you might have to use some extra resources, mm-hmm. some commentaries, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you might have to look outside of scripture itself to be able to help you understand what is going on contextually. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, our culture is very different today. Yeah. And I think not to feel like you have to be there when you're not. You're just not. God chose you to be living in 2019. Mm -hmm. And so there's no shame about not knowing what someone uh, who lived in Jesus's time or before, you know, these these were created quite a bit before Jesus uh, came. So really not to feel shame about what was going on at that time and to reach out to the resources that God has given us to kind of get us in that mindset of, Mm -hmm. of the place and time um, that they were created. So yeah, so the context, not knowing that is a challenge. I would add shame, you know, is a, is a challenge for us as, as women today, just shame about our own ignorance, which doesn't need to be there. Um, any other challenges you had, Heidi? Um, I can't think of any other than um, finding time to dig because it, mm. 
there are a lot of laws. So Mm -hmm. it's not like you can just open your Bible and be like, okay, I read for an hour. Mm -hmm. I feel like I understand the law now. Mm -hmm. It takes some dedicated time to be able to unfold all all of the nuances of the law mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. it, it could take you several months it could take you a year you mm-hmm. could really steep in it mm-hmm. um so i think it's a challenge when people just try to rush through it with like a 10 minute quiet time with the lord in the right. mornings you, right. you really need to set aside some time to really dedicate looking into the law i think it's one of those things where you have to prioritize what your purpose is when you're going through it because um if you have this lack of understanding and and think about it as a marathon really our whole lives god has given us to to study scripture but we we won't fully ever understand you know that what does it say in romans oh the depths of the riches and the um, knowledge of god you know so we'll come up to this this awe that that are just wow the lord's ways are so much higher than my ways but i do think that um we kind of, we kind of, when we make our goals for ourselves, sometimes we um, block ourselves in to not really explore to the depth of of where the Holy Spirit is leading uh, us. So maybe a challenge is just to say, uh, just to identify what your goal in the law is going to be, not to get overwhelmed by the depth that it could be, but just to be in awe of the Lord through that, mm-hmm. but not be afraid to to start digging and to dwell there a mm-hmm. while, you know. And to dig into Jewish culture. Yes, absolutely. How can we do that, would you say, in this day and age? Would we... Uh... Well, we have the internet. <laughs> That's helpful. <laughs> very helpful. That's very helpful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I actually had um, the benefit for one of my classes at UD. We had a multicultural uh, class, and it had us interview someone who's different than us. There was a gal in my um, class who was Jewish, and she was kind enough to let me interview her. And so I learned a little bit about current Jewish culture and, um, you know, just kind of opened my eyes up. It doesn't necessarily put you all the way back where they were because she's still 2019 um, practicing Jew, but it is helpful to hear, um, you know, from someone who has been um, studying this mm-hmm. for quite some time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Having a conversation with someone mm-hmm. instead of just going to your computer is is wonderful. It'll yeah. completely enrich your mm-hmm. studies. And I'm sure there's a rabbi in town mm-hmm. who would be willing to sit down over a cup of coffee oh, to yeah. answer your list of questions that you've If gathered. you're listening to us and you know, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. But yeah, so there's the internet. There's a lot of resources and um, we'll talk about those in a, in a little bit. But um, don't be afraid to reach out and right. kind of look through um what you would have no way of knowing without uh, mm-hmm. accessing. So um, what would you say, Heidi, are your helpful tips when studying the law? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> or just tell us when you've sat down, what has helped you as you've you know, kind mm-hmm. of waded through some of these things? Sitting down and reading the law – for the first time straight through leaves me with lots of questions. So Mm -hmm. I will put a lot of little question notes Mm -hmm. next to 
my in my Bible in the, in the um, margins. And so I will then go back and I will use those resources. I will read my mm-hmm. my footnotes. Mm-hmm. I will read the commentaries in the back of my Bible. Mm-hmm. The ESV Study Bible is fabulous. Mm-hmm. If, if any, anybody has access to one of those, it's a great starting point mm-hmm. for understanding. I've got one sitting on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julian's always got it with her. Yeah, I do. It's falling apart. Um, if I remember correctly, there is these intros to um, certain subjects uh, in the ESV Bible, and I'm wondering if there's like an intro to um, intro to the law here in just the back of the ESV Bible. There is um, a whole bunch of overviews. The one I just flipped open was history of salvation in the old testament gosh that's that would be a really good one to read mm-hmm. um but as you come up to new um subjects or new genres it gives you kind of a rundown of what you're about to read and kind of gets you um oriented mm-hmm. towards towards that so anyway just a letter little tip app or if you go online, mm, I find it a little, a little easier to go online so I can see it on my full screen. Uh, but that is another great resource for understanding uh, the law. And um, it's a great supplement to the ESV study Bible. Yes. Here I just opened right before Genesis in the ESV study Bible. There's a subject called Introduction to the Pentateuch. And there's um, – there. There are resources from ES on ESV.org that are um, parallel to what are in the Bible, but I would have to look up specifically to see if this one is for free online. But if you have the ESV Bible, there's something called the Introduction to the Pentateuch, and that should really help um, as well get you get you in a good framework. Um, but um, I also have I know we're, ta- we're kind of skipping to resources right now, but. I also have a book called How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. It's by Gordon Fee and Douglas Stewart, and it gives an overview of each genre. I'll probably mention this in each episode that um, we are in, but it has it has a whole chapter dedicated to each genre of the Bible, and they have um, a good chapter on the law in there. So I'll just slip that in there <laughs> while you're while you're listening. Well, let's add Jen Wilkins, Women of the <laughs> yes, Words. Absolutely, it's one of my favorite books. Of- time. So she does a little bit of background too about the law and mm. comparing it to the other types of genres. Mm-hmm. Any insights from that you want to share or you just say, go read the book? I, I think that um, she does a great job at explaining how mm. the law fits into the meta narrative mm. of scripture. Mm. So um, that's, that's a great page to so you'll want to peek there when you yeah. go to it. Did you have a quote you wanted to read? I know I probably flipped I do actually through. have one of her quotes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it says, In light of the meta narrative of creation, fall, redemption, restoration, the Bible records God's law for us so that we will understand our need for redemption through Christ. It also shows the believer how to obey God by illustrating his character and calling us to be conformed to his image thereby beginning the process of restoration of the image of God that was lost at the fall. It's page 57. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. That's a great quote. Thanks for reading that for us and giving us a bigger picture of of what she talks about and about the meta narrative. So um, let's talk about Christ. Uh, We talked a little bit about him earlier. I'm just wondering if you have anything to add about 
how does the law point us to Christ and the gospel? And I think this will be a great place for us to end today. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus fulfilled the prophecies of the Old Testament. In Jeremiah 31, he talks about how, how the covenant will be changed and God will provide a way for his people. And you know, it was just amazing to see over and over how Jesus does fulfill all those prophecies of the Old Testament. And so in, in the New Testament, in um, Galatians, Hebrews, Romans, those are, those are where I've been steeping in lately to understand mm. the New Covenant. Mm. So I don't know if you listening have heard the terms Old Covenant versus New Covenant. Um, that means Old Covenant is referring to that Mosaic Law and then the new covenant is referring to Jesus mm-hmm. fulfilling the law, mm-hmm. and it's through His perfect blood that He made that sacrifice um, that abolishes the need for us to make those continual burnt-in peace offerings. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there there are so many scriptures that point us in the New Testament to Jesus being that fulfillment of the law, mm-hmm. and um, it's beautiful. I mean, it just when I read it, I I am humbled by it because I realized that um, there is no one like Jesus. There, No matter what I do, I could never keep all those laws. If I had lived back, you know, thousands of years ago and been under the Mosaic Law, I, I would have failed every single day. But Jesus, through his sacrifice, has given me a way to be restored. Has and, and it's not by what I do, and I'm just continually reminded that through the epistles and um, through Romans that it's not by my works, mm-hmm. it's not by me following the law to the perfect T, but it's by my faith in, in Jesus and accepting his free gift of salvation. Hmm. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm so thankful for Jesus. (laughs) And I hope that you are as well as you've listened to this and kind of come to a better understanding of the law. And we hope this really um, jump starts your studies into the law if that is what you are um, following the Holy Spirit's lead to next. So we just encourage you um, to share this episode if it's been helpful to you or to feel free to ask us follow-up questions and um, discuss with us what you're learning about the law. Heidi, is there anything else you want to share with us today? I'll be sure to give that list of verses that um, we've been talking about so that you can see in the podcast notes where Jesus fulfills that that new covenant and... um, I highly recommend taking time to to flip through those verses because mm-hmm. it's um, it's very humbling. That could be a Bible study in and of itself. Yeah. Just take those verses and kind of dig into them to understand a little bit more about who God is uh, yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't change, and I think that's a, a big challenge. Um, and misconception when coming up to the law. So I think we really kind of cleared some of those things up today. God is the same. God is the same. God is the same. Um, So happy studying, listeners. Thank you again for being on today, Heidi. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.